Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. On your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. Oh, 800 150 811, you're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go-go. Yeah, who's going? Kimpy's going. I'm going. I'm going. Brett's probably going to go. He's in it. He's struggling and ISO. Get to you shortly, pretty boy. Hope you're doing all right. Anyway, we'll rub straight into it. Question number one for Damon Palmy. Morena. Morena, lads. Morena. Yes. Hey, how's the beautiful P North, I must say, before we get into it? Uh, pretty wet and uh, untidy. <laughs> oh, so, so <laughs> we should have moved there then? Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be better in this place, mate. I'm over the rain. But I can see the stars. I can see the stars. So I might have a fine day down here in Christchurch. Anyway, rip into it. Good luck, mate. Uh, how many Thank points you. did the Roosters beat Manly by last night? Uh, ten. Ten points is correct. Question number two. Which country does Hayden Wild's biggest rival, Alex Yee, represent? Oh, Jesus. 
Um, could I have a clue, please? Can Big clock. England. <laughs> should have said big. You should have said. Should have said big Ben's pies. <laughs> it's a tough clue, eh? Hey? Keep, keep, kiss. Get in there. Get in there, kiss. I just came down his ear and said, "Oh goodness." <laughs> that was, that was a hard clue. Big clock. Is that a hard clue? And donut means four, does it, Kimpy? Is that, oh my goodness. Let's move on. Finn! <laughs> move on, move on. Anyway, good luck, good luck, good luck, David. Question number three. The Black Caps are currently touring Scotland. Who do they play next? Uh, Netherlands. He's on a heater. Kiz! So now you're gonna have a go at me for the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just make up your mind on which one you grumpy here? That was that was my question, guys. Don't, don't oh. let kids take all the blame. Robbie, oh, I'll sort you out later. Here we go. Come on, uh, Damon. Question number four. <laughs> Who joined Tom Walsh as New Zealand's Commonwealth Games flag bearer? Joel King. <laughs> Joel King. Oh, Joe Alkey. Apologies to all our other callers. <laughs> I think Damon's going to sweep this easy quiz. Here we go. Question number five. <laughs> Which year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? That's that one. Ooh. Count them down, Kimby. Five. Nineteen. Oh, tough one, Damon. Apologies, mate. You did extremely awesome, well. Boys. Have Thank a great, you. have a good weekend, buddy. We're gonna go to Kerry. Morning, Kerry. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. Good luck. What year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? Oh, can I get a get a clue for that? Marilyn Munro. Marilyn Monroe. Five, ah. four, three, 74. two. Oh, incorrect. You like Have a good day. <laughs> Gotta go to Jade from Hamilton. Morning, Jade. Morning, brothers. How are we? Morena. Good, mate. You, have you timed this to perfection? Let's wait and see. Which year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? Was it 1974? Oh, that's, that's 74 <laughs> is incorrect. Sorry, Jade. Have a good day. Brett from Huntley. He's tied up in isolation. How are you feeling, pretty boy? Very rubbish, guys. Oh, mate, I can hear it. Did you finally get you? Yeah, yeah. And, and then I thought I'll just have the TV for a week, and then my oh, mumsy said, oh, no, it's been three months since me and the kids have had it, so we're going to stay home with you. Come on, oh. man. <laughs> 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 what? So you thought you were going to have some alone time. Uh, nah. No, not today, pretty boy. <laughs> Sorry, boy. It's a week of comp games, kids. <laughs> it's yeah. a week of pain. <laughs> oh, mate, we'll have to get you on every day because you'll be up all night, no doubt, watching that, mate. Hey, question number five. To win that 50, which year was the first Commonwealth Games in New Zealand? 1950. 
19-50, Auckland, the six Commonwealth Games. Well done, Brady, mate. You've timed that to fish in the honesty call here. Did you Google it? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 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 I love your honesty. I love your honesty. And, you know, for being honest, you're going to go in the draw to head to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Travel again. Oh, well done, Brady. <laughs> well done, um, hey, I hope you recover well, mate, and, and spend some quality time with the family. Our kids and wife will uh, will look after you, no doubt, mate. Have a good weekend, Brett. They, they have me after one, do you? <laughs> <laughs> they love you, Brady. They love you. Like us on this show, mate. We appreciate your support. Have a good day, brother. See you, mate. There he is. Brady coming through again. Again, he's coming through and getting the job done. So well done to Brett. That was Quizzy Dag, courtesy of Willamette Travel, giving you a chance to win an experience at the Gold Coast 500, including flights and accommodation. Shot, Willamette Travel. We'll be back shortly. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yeah, well, I thought it was only rugby league CEOs and boards that didn't listen to the voice of experience. However, Steve Hansen's off-the-back fence comments about the disconnect between the NZR board and the All Blacks was born out of frustration, having seen how an efficient organisation has been run previously. Man, he didn't hold back. It must be frustrating having been in a smooth-running successful organisation when he was a coach, only to see the current administration and board lose quality people and struggled to come to terms with the current issues. I admire his transparency and keeping it real. It's not personal, and it's for the good of the game. Take a bow, Shag, the voice of reason. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Yes, eliminate moss and mould and lichen fast with the new powerful Spray and Go products, lifestylefocus.co.nz. Keeping it real, Izzy, what do you reckon? Shag. Mate. Yeah, look, honestly, there's a huge disconnect. There is a huge disconnect, mate. Well done off the back fence regarding uh, Steve Hansen's comments. Uh, mate, there is a huge disconnect between board, uh, administrators, players, the communities. You know, we heard from Frank Bunce. The, the soul's been ripped out of the community. Um, and I, I get a feeling... I get a feeling like a lot of this has stemmed from the last three years we've been dealing with the Silver Lakes deal. And the Silver Lakes deal has been at the forefront of everyone's minds, particularly with New Zealand rugby. And the uh, Silver Lakes deal, the dealing, has taken everyone's attention away from the beast. The beast that drives us, that is the game. The way that we're able to get these Silver Lakes deals, the way that we're able to get this following, this, this such mana from around the world, the respect is from the game. But all of our focus has mainly been on the Silver Lakes deal, all in this thing in the background, which is a huge decision, don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a mon monumentous decision that needed to be made, but I feel like all that has taken away their attention from running this beast, which is New Zealand Rugby, so the board has been had their attention elsewhere, and not focusing on the key factors, which is the players, the administrators, the directors from the community, the things that link us as a country. Mm. And it's a huge, huge um, a problem at the moment. And whether we're going to get a review out of this, it's crazy we haven't heard much. We're, and the leaked email, I, I, I tell you, go read it. It's um, pretty crazy that they're just going to go underground and 
they're not really going to comment on uh, Steve Hansen's, you know, uh, comments that he that he spoke to Tover about. But mate, it's um, it's concerning times. Yeah, it's a PR disaster. The leaked email, like you know, when you're mm. you're talking about transparency. I don't understand how it gets leaked, <laughs> mate. Because because they're not all on the same they're not all on the same bus, mate. You got people on different mm. buses. That's what that's what's going on. And you know, I remember you talking about it, talking about Shag and how he really looked after the players. You know what I mean? Like when you were going through form and he get you together and he always backing you and making sure you looked after. That was a really um, poignant comment he made, like looking after people that work for you. That's what he said. Mm. He said, you know, you need to look after the people that work for you, otherwise you just keep losing them and we're going to lose more. And that that's, I think, the frustration that comes from him is that he's actually seen how it works when it's working well, and then this this time here when the wheels have fallen off, and you're right around the Silver Lake deal, there's been more focus on that than the actual iconic um, brand, which is the the all-black jersey and the players that are, that are, are wearing it, is really frustrating um, someone like... Uh, Steve Hansen. So, yeah, man, it's, it's got to be really interesting. That that leaked email stuff from yesterday, mm. I don't. I reckon the, the weekend's um, papers are going to be talking a lot more around that culture. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The the culture, the back room. You know, you, you we had Matthew Ridge on yesterday, and I I tell you now, if you didn't listen to Ridgie throughout the half an hour we had him in the studio yesterday morning. You go over listen on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast, the podcast. You won't be disappointed. There might be a few missing sentences from it because we know Richie. He wears his heart on his sleeve, and anything goes. And it was quite funny just to sit back. And really, I wish I was in the studio to be able to sit next to Richie and uh, have we chat. But honestly, go over listen on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on the podcast. It is up, and you won't be disappointed. I was like you, Kempi. I had plenty coming through the, the DMs and the text messages, just saying. <laughs> Wow, I'd love to be on the fly on the wall during those ad breaks. Oh, mate, yeah. <laughs> honestly, when when Louis was lost, you know, there's, he was just gobsmacked with what, because um, we obviously get a lot more uh, co- colourful comments from Reggie when the mics are turned off. But he just, <laughs> just like, when you talk to him, he's so refreshing because he doesn't mm. pull any punches, you know. It's like coming straight from where he's actually thinking. The part that I got from yesterday, and, and, and this is tied into what Steve Hansen is thinking, is like, you know how are you meant to how are you meant to do things if you're not leading it properly if you don't actually know mm. what your roles are at the moment like the leak email like I don't even know who that person is you know mm. what I mean like you, the, everything's coming from different people so you've got the media manager sends out something then you've got this person sends out another communication who isn't actually the communication manager that called off the the the, um, the media conference after the last Irish test and then you've got no comment from the CEO. All of a sudden, you've got this this pot of of stew going on, and it's starting to taste pretty average, you know. So, I think, oh mate, I think I think there's a lot more to go under the bridge here. Like this, mm. they, they need to sort it out. And Steve Hansen coming out yesterday, pure frustration, going, "Come on, we're better than this," you know. And I, and I like him for doing that. Yeah, for sure. We're going to shoot off really shortly. I'll just quickly read this message from Gary, and he's pretty on the on the money right here. Hi boys, reviews. He really, we've had a thousand reviews already. Well, no results, bro. Cheers from Gary. Yeah, he's dead right. We've had review after review, and there's been nothing. So, look, going forward, something needs to be done. Whatever that is, I'm not sure. But right at the moment, the, the All Blacks, and there's a message here from Tim, are they going the way like the Warriors? Well, we do not want to put them in the same uh, conversation, but the sa- things are similar. 
It's time! Do you like that, this, eh? <laughs> UFC yeah. 277 is only two days away and we are fired up to witness. Kai, don't blink. That's right, don't blink. Or as I cut off, France going to hit you in the nose and he takes on Brandon Marino in the co-main event. Well in shot at the flyweight title for our man Kai. So we've got Scott Fontana, who's a gun UFC reporter over in the US on the line with us now for New York Sports Post. Good morning, Scott. Hey, gents, how are you guys doing? Yeah, good, man. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Izzy and Kepi for breakfast. Have you been impressed with Kai's preparation? Yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, he's been honestly, like, leading up to this fight, we really started to see his power come out. And, and not just not just that we haven't seen it before, but the fact that he's really getting those finishes that he's been chasing. So it's been impressive to watch him take that next step from contender to, you know, challenger. Yeah, mate. Three years down the line, he last fought Brandon Marino in 2019. Obviously, didn't get the result. The decision not going his way. This time out, five rounds. Can he last if it does go the full five? I think so. I don't see any reason why he can't. You know, flyweights are durable in general at this level. Mm. Uh, he's durable in general. Uh, and, and I think, honestly, in that fight, I mean, you saw the first round. Kai looked really good. Uh, he was landing with his power. He's really connecting in the way he wanted to. It was kind of in the second round when he got, you know, that bloodied nose and it started to, you started to see him slow down. He was kind of like getting those body punches that Joe Rogan was really uh, in love with during that fight. Uh, and he, he slowed down a little bit, but there's three years down in between there. And I think, you know, a lot changes once you go from one point to another, especially when there's that time between. Yeah, what, what's your expectation, Scott? You know, Brandon had the upper hand in that first battle. Were you expecting like Brandon to, to, to draw it out or Kai to come out in that first round and try and knock him out. We got you there, Scott? Just seemed to drop. That's okay. Can you hear me? Oh, you're serious. Yeah, Scott, sorry about that, mate. Thanks for joining us again. Hey, um, what's your expectations of that, that, that uh, the fight with Kai and Brandon, do you think? Because Brandon had the, uh, the upper hand in the first one, that, He's going to try and draw that out, or do you think our mate Kai is going to come out there and try and get the knockout in the first round? You know, I could I could honestly see him kind of, I mean, obviously he's going to probably try to get that knockout whenever he can, but I, I imagine pacing himself is only going to be to some degree. Uh, it's tough, though, because he's never been in a five-round fight, but when I spoke to him earlier this week, you know, he mentioned that, of course, Eugene Behrman and, his, and City Kickboxing, they have a lot of experience with five-round fights, and they've prepared him pretty well in his estimation. Brandon's got a wrestling background. Um, obviously, the takedown's going to be huge. Uh, takedown defense for Kai Kata France is at 86%. Do you think he'll still try and take him to the ground and get him on the ground and wrestle him, tire him out? You know, it's a good question. I mean, he certainly got that in his back pocket, but, I mean, that, that first fight was pretty much all striking, and, you know, Moreno's got a lot of confidence in his ability to, to land. He's very fast. His hands are very fast. I think he probably has the speed edge over Kai. Uh, I think the, the power edge goes to Kai, uh, and you know he can he can certainly get that in his back pocket. But it's a, it's dependent on him being able to set it up with the strikes. If he just goes in naked, which I don't think he would, it would make it a lot harder. But yeah, that that is a dimension of his game that that certainly keeps Kai on his toes. I would think. Hey Scott, you know there's obviously lots of talk about Nunes losing to um, Piana in the in that that bout where she took the title off her and. You know, we've been watching it on telly over here. The UFC 
um, reality program. Do you think Nunez comes back in this uh, second fight? And do you think she's like looking forward to getting those belts back? What's your thoughts? Well, it's, it's a tough challenge, right? Um, she she had been on top for so long and hadn't tasted defeat in a very long time. So really, how does she respond kind of mentally coming back from a loss? Is she hungry? Or is she not? You know, it, it's tough to say. I, I You could only read the tea leaves so much and let the let the fighters kind of duke it out. But I would think this will be a, a different kind of fight. I think Amanda Nunez will probably come to at least, if, if she didn't respect Juliana Pena on the feet before, she certainly will now. I think it's going to be a tough challenge for Pena to defend here, but I do think it's going to be a pretty good fight either way. I, I think it'll be a fascinating fight. It won't be won't be too boring or anything like that. I think we've sometimes seen in the past where Amanda Nunes was outclassing opponents, and I think she has her, uh, Pena's respect here and vice versa. So I think it's actually going to be quite, quite a fascinating fight, probably similar to the first one in terms of entertainment value. Well, the, you've got me going now. You said boring, and there's been a lot of statements around. Is the Arasanya's fighting and, and being not as a fight that maybe pundits want to see. What What is your take on, on the way that Izzy has uh, made the lightweight uh, classes his own? He's just really just, um, you know, that's his that's his division. He's he's the, the leader. He's, he's leading the division, and he's got all the respect around it. But what's your take on the latest Izzy Adesanya and the Perez fight that potentially will be coming up shortly? So, yeah, I mean, honestly, at middleweight, he, he really has outclassed that whole division. Um and I don't think it's his fault necessarily that the fight didn't go the way people had kind of hoped the last time out when he fought Jared Cannonier. I mean, it, it does take two to tango to a certain degree. And honestly, I was pretty riveted in the first couple rounds of that fight, maybe two, three rounds. I thought Adesanya looked very, uh, he looked terrific. He was, he was more aggressive, I think, than, than we'd normally seen later on in the fight. Maybe it started to slow down a little bit. And, and I don't, you know, I don't think that's necessarily the fault of Zia Adesanya, but it was, yeah. It, it was clear to him. It was clear who was the better fighter by that point. Um, but you know, the the uh, Alex Pajera fight that would be coming up, that's fascinating. I think that one's most definitely going to be much more interesting. We've had you know a couple you know uh, matchups with Adesanya where they haven't been as uh, let's say wars like the fans want. And then he comes back and he puts on an amazing performance as he did against Paulo Costa. And I think this could be reminiscent of that. Although I don't know which way it goes. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting one. Like, he's getting the job done, and, and the reality is you've got to look after your health and your body. You don't want to go out there and get keep getting smacked in the head. So it's smart from Israel Adelsanya in the middleweight division, I feel, for sure. Mate, we're going to let you go, Scott Fontana. We appreciate you coming on and, uh, and and giving us an insight to this week, UFC 277. Does Kai get it done? Give us Kiwis some hope, mate. Oh, it's going to be really close, guys. I, I lean Moreno, <laughs> but my goodness, I, I hate making picks. I don't really know. It's going to be really close. <laughs> don't you, oh, get off. Get off, Scott. Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> we appreciate you, mate. Thanks so much. Scott Fontana Thank of the US for New York Sports Post. Absolute champion. Appreciate it. He's picking Moreno. Look, it's going to be a cracking fight. Uh, 2019, obviously, Moreno, and then he lost to Brandon Royval, uh, his last loss. So, but he's been on a bit of a winning streak, mate. Kai is looking in, Nick. Honestly, go look at his Instagram um, page and you'll get a real insight to what the training he has been doing. Mate, those fighters, it's mm. crazy. You know that Scotty Pimblett? Yeah. You know the, the Irishman? Yeah. You see how much he blows out, bro? You've seen him blow out. hundred percent, mate. And, and like, then he comes back he do and that? he's ripped. Oh. oh. 
and they, mate, did you see them in the in the uh, the post match the post match interview? They all do, you know, like they have their fight and then they go down and they all sit the sit back down and, and talk about the fight. And he's got these hamburgers and he's just chomping through them. You know, oh, he's just like, I'm, I'm off, you know, I'm going again. I'll, I'll balloon back out another 30 kilos before he brings it back down. But oh, look, the, the, I think Kai gets him. I do. I think yeah. Kai's sort of growing. Every time we see him fight, he's getting better and better. Uh, I think Kai, Kai gets him in this one. But the real fight that I'm looking forward to is whether Amanda Nunes comes back. Now, she never prepared for that last fight against Pena. Mm. You know, she went out there. She just thought she was going to um, get the job done with the lack of preparation, and she got found out big time. So, be um, you know, when you give someone the title and they don't want to give it back, it's going to be a good fight. That one, mm. Nunes Pena, as a, as a as the co-main event. So, I'm looking forward to that. I'd, mate, I've loved watching Nunes come through as he, she's been. Mate, some of the fights, Cyborg. You see that one, Nunes Cyborg. Unbelievable, ah. mate. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Toe-to-toe. Toe-to-toe. They pick a sideball to knock Nunes out. Nunes knocks her out. It's just absolutely... Like, you're just going, wow, man. This, these girls can fight. So, now nah, another big weekend for the Kiwis. We didn't talk too much about Blood Diamond there. I reckon Blood Diamond goes out and gets it done. I reckon his name, yeah. we're going to hear more of him. Hey, his downfall in that last fight was his takedown. He got taken to the ground and hasn't really had too much experience on the ground. So I think his camp with Eugene would have been all about the ground and pound, the takedown defense. Because um, we know what he can do. He's a kickboxer. If you stand and try and strike him, he'll bloody devastate you. So uh, very good, smart tactics from the opposition when they're fighting Blood Diamond. It's going to be a great weekend. Great weekend. Kai Cutter France, his last fight against Askar Askarov was a clinic was a bloody clinic, so hopefully he can get up, get the job done, and, and make us Kiwis very, very proud. I'm going to put the roast on and uh, sit there. I've got a massage at 12.30 on Sunday, and I'll just be roast straight today. into... No, no, Sunday. Ah, oh, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. the fight. Fight day. Fight day. I'll put the roast on, but I've got a massage at 12.30, and I'll lead, lead into a nice wee Sunday afternoon. By Is the it the fire. Izzy Dag ribs, mate? <laughs> have you had some of those, Uncle? <laughs> no, but I've been told about them. Waiting for the invite. Oh, well, there you go, Kempi. I've got about eight boxes in my freezer, mate. I'll bring some up for you next time, mate. Hey, remind Ooh. me. Izzy and Kempi are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Oh, I wish we were off to the races, Kempi. How good would that be? Oh, let's Bring go. on the spring. <laughs> Bring on the spring racing in New Zealand when the tracks are nice and firm and the horses react really well. It's time for our Waikato Racing Preview. We're going to get Andrew Scott on. He's out of the Sullivan Scott stable. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, Kempi. Morning, and, mate. Uh, yes, in the Waikato here this today, it's, uh, it's wet and wild again. <laughs> Yay! Mate, you must Yay. love the winter racing, eh? You must be right up and about. Oh. How are the horses, mate? They they love it too? Um, some do. Some do. Some love it more than us. But, um, uh, but yeah, look, we're ready to go. We're, we'll go over there. I think we've got four or five in tomorrow, so hopefully we fire. All you have, you've got four or five. Aero de Paris, Son of a Butcher, Wine Express, Wine Express, sorry, Two Madison, Star Treasure, Talk us through, mate. Give us the gravy. All our listeners love gravy. Put the, the gravy <laughs> right, on top yeah, of the potato. Great. Where are you leading no, us to? Um, look, uh, Izzy, tomorrow we will have a, 
I think we'll have a pretty successful day. Look, all the horses are fit, healthy, ready to go, and they're going to need to be fit for the conditions they're going to hit tomorrow because it's going to be well testing. But uh, look, probably the best of them, yes, is probably Aero de Paris. He loves the track. And a couple of runs under his belt. He'll run well, uh, but he'd be pretty short in the market. Um, if, if I was a gambling man, what I'm not. Um, if I'd probably back Star Treasure a place, and he'll be paying four or five dollars a place tomorrow. And he's had a couple of Ooh. couple of outs in his last couple of runs, but he's had excuses, and we reckon we got him pretty right for tomorrow. Uh, Win Express, he's done well, but he hits a strong lot. It's a group race tomorrow for two-year-olds, but he eats the mud for breakfast and he'll run well. Um, Wetter the better for him, so we're expecting a bold run from him. And Son of a Butcher just got beat last start and ran second, and with uh, back at Tarapa on the wet stuff, he'll run well too. So, uh, And to Madison, uh, look, she's flying. She's going really well. Another one that ran second last start, hoping to go one better. And um, Yeah, so the team's pretty pumped for tomorrow, so hopefully we have a good day. Oh. Yeah. There you go, five card multi. Thank you. I tell you what, I tell you what, Andrew, you got you have got a good team in tomorrow, and you got you got a good uh, couple of wet trackers there. When Express up against uh, Sophomaze, of course, from uh, El Sheikh Sharok, that's uh, going to be a good race in the in the two year old Aero de Parry. He's coming as he's actually favourite in that race. But two Madison for me, I think is a is a is a good horse and a, and a very good bet. So thanks a lot for throwing us in the, the last couple of weeks. The people that we've spoken to in this part of the show have gone on on the weekend and absolutely smashed it so I think you'll get a bit of that dust from us um, this weekend but the one I want to know about Andrew yeah. is Dragon Leap mate how you going yeah. how you going going really well going, going huge what's the, the plans sold uh, enormous last Thursday we just couldn't have been more pleased the way he's coming up uh, look he's He's going to have a run next Saturday at Taruakaka. Whether he can win that, it might be a bit sharp for him, 1,100 metres against some other you know, proven sprinters. That, that, that's their, their, their trip. But, you know, he'll never have a run in a couple of weeks after that at Tarapa, and then a couple of weeks after that at Hastings. You know, we think he'll be cherry ripe, and we don't think he's ever come up this good. And if, if I was a gambling man, other than Star Treasure, would be having a crack at the futures with Dragon Leap. He's coming up so well, and once the uh, Tarzino comes around, that first one down at Hastings, yeah, he'll be he'll be there when the whips are cracking. Okay, that's that's it. That's the bully. You see, aiming it for the Tarzino. That's great to hear. Yep. Um, we're on. <laughs> don't worry. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't worry about that. Hey, mate, are you um, are you getting dressed up and putting your suit on for the for the prestigious awards this weekend? Oh, would you believe it? My wife bought me a ticket, and I've got to go. And um, no, look, we're there. Uh, it's the Breeders' Awards. It'll be a it'll be a lovely evening, and uh, we're looking forward to it. And um, no, it'll be a it'll be a nice night out, and a good way to finish the weekend. And, uh, no, fingers crossed, Mum has a couple. You know, you never know your luck. <laughs> yes, beautiful, Scotty. Hey, quickly before we let you go, just I'm not going to put a wee dampener on things, but. There has been a few abandonments lately in the racing scene. We've heard from administrators. We've heard from, from owners. I want to hear from trainers. What is this sort of uh, thing that's happening in the racing? When we get an abandonment like a, you know, the morning of the race, what does this do for, for trainers? What kind of disruption does this create? I, I, I think it's, you know, it, it, it comes with this time of year. It's been unseasonally mm. incredibly wet in the Waikato, and 
look, no matter where you look, it's wet and muddy and this and that. I, I, I think from a training point of view, from our point of view, would be, you know, if we if they make the calls the day before like they did uh, at Otaki this Saturday, which has been, been abandoned, no problem. Look, providing we're not putting them on trucks mm. and trucking all the way there and we get there and there was a clear problem that should have been, you know, spelled out to us the day before, no frustration. You know, look, you know, it's, it's the time of year. It's, it's tough going. Um, you know, the good tracks are just around the corner. So you've got to keep positive, um, providing, you know, that, that, you know, that they're not making the mistake of calling them off on the day. I think everyone can understand. So, look, it's, um, yeah, it's part and parcel of winter racing. And, uh, look, we'll, uh, hope now we've got the poly track. Less the horses are getting to go around. And, look, it's not wet track racing, but it is giving the horses, uh, you know, the, the appreciation of a run. So, look, team, we've just got to suck it up, grin it, and what do they say? Shut up and get on with it. Yeah, shut up and get on with it. Scotty, we'll let you go, mate. We appreciate you coming on. Good luck on Saturday. You've uh, talked me into a couple. I was going to have a weekend off, but no, I'm back now. Uh, appreciate it. <laughs> so well, mate. Mate. So hey, well. Hey, hey, good luck Saturday <laughs> night, mate. Well, that's when it matters. That's when it matters. <laughs> appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Very good, is. is he? Very good. You don't miss, you don't miss anything, mate. <laughs> no way. No way, my ears pricked up well and truly after that. But, mate, he's got a stack card for Saturday at Tarapa. There's a nice wee meeting there. Hopefully the weather holds out. But he's more predicting his horses will go better in the wet, mate. So uh, good little insight there from, from Andrew Scott. Yeah. I'll lead you into a couple. 100%. He's got me on a couple as well. I've just added them to my multi. I've been putting my multi together for the weekend, and uh, mm. I'll put two of his horses in. Beautiful, beautiful, Ken Pete. Hopefully they do well. And they're good little bit of gravy there on Dragon Leap for the futures, Tarzino. Yeah, good horse. the Tarzino Group 1. So stay tuned for that and watch the Scott and O'Sullivan stable. They'll be firing come spring. Anyway, that was uh, Andrew Scott. Appreciate it. That was a Waikato Racing preview. Courtney Tidy, she is a huge UFC fan. She loves it. She's good friends with Tai Tuivasa. Bam, bam. And she'll know everything. But she's over at the Commonwealth Games, so we won't distract her from her job there. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch-up. The Commonwealth Games opening ceremony kicked off this morning in Birmingham with 233 Kiwis, all ages, proudly representing the Fern. Courtney Tidy is a Sky Sport presenter who earned the Fern when she became Silver Fern number 151. She's on the ground in Birmingham, ready to cheer on our athletes in the fresh, in the flesh, and she joins us on the line now. Evening, Courtney. Up to guys, what an intro! First of all, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got only, only the best for the best, Courtney. We appreciate you stepping away from the opening ceremony and talking to us. Tell us about it. All good, is it all as good, good as it is on oh, TV? It's incredible, honestly, it's a spectacle. Don't know where to look, there's so much happening. But you guys would have seen over there, with our Kiwi team just came out, so that was a pretty special moment. We're all up in the stands cheering and waving. So. Very, very special. And yesterday we had the flag bearer ceremony at uh, NZ House and getting to see Joel and also Tom uh, presented with their Ponamu and their flags and then seeing them come out tonight uh, as our flag bearers was incredible to see. Oh, poor Monaho, Courtney. It's, um, yeah, really cool watching it on telly here. Lots of colour. Just watching Ghana walk through with their flag waving around. I saw the Kiwi guys and the big team that we've got there, 233 Kiwis about to embark on this uh, this medal um, tally that we've all guessing on. What, your homework, you've done your homework, obviously, Courtney. What what and how, what um, 
events and how many medals do you think we get? Oh, we don't know how many medals. We're, we're expecting quite a few. Obviously, squash, athletics. We're hoping the netball, the sevens. We've got the triathlon kicking off tomorrow. We have medal chances as well. So tomorrow's going to be quite a big day, actually. We're hoping for our first medals in triathlon and the cycling down in London. So, I mean, we've we've been here on the ground for a few days now, but the excitement's building, and we honestly, we cannot wait for it to kick off. I know the athletes are ready, speaking to them all yesterday at NZ House. And what, what sort of role is the Sky presenters doing over there? I was watching a few socials. That's pretty relaxed, <laughs> uh, eh? Pretty relaxed and just, oh, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, bit, yeah. Of, bit of mahi, bit of play. I know, you know, work hard, play hard. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Today we did a Peaky Blinders escape room and we are stuck in there with KT. It was the longest hour of my life. Uh, so, <laughs> bit of work, bit of play. But there, once, once the, all the events start, so we've just been doing a few colour stories and learning about Birmingham to share with everyone back home. But once it starts tomorrow, we'll all be at the ground and as, as many events that our Kiwi athletes are in. So we've got six reporters on the ground and we'll all be spread out everywhere. But, you know, there's a large contingent of a lot of Kiwi uh, reporters, not just Sky Sport, and we're all at NZ House yesterday. So I think it's been great to see the support uh, that our Kiwi team has over here. Yeah, lots of support. Mm. Well, of course, up there in Midlands in in England, there'll be a lot of people, a lot of Kiwis travelling down to to watch our uh, our athletes crack it uh, at at Birmingham and the uh, Commonwealth. Hey, being an ex-fern yourself and... We've had a little bit of a crack at whether we think the Ferns are going to go over there and, and get gold. Kez doesn't think so. He thinks they're bronze at best. What do you what think? What are you, Kimby, stop what it. Do you Kimby, think, what Courtney? Are you <laughs> I'll tell you what the plan is. we got to beat England in the pool. If we can beat England, then we're right. Then we've got to get over Jamaica and we'll be in the gold medal match with Australia. So our biggest match is going to be the Ferns versus England. Um, you know, we've got Northern Ireland tomorrow, not too bad. We've got Uganda the next day, and they're sitting behind us, the Ugandan like, high commissioner and that. And I told him, don't worry, we'll beat you in two days. I'm just letting them all know. So, you know, there's a few games to get through, but then it'll be, if you really want to tune in, it'll be the Silver Ferns versus England. And if you, I think we'll get a true message of how the Ferns are going to fare. And if they get over them, then we're sweet. Cause we'll, I reckon we'll be through to the gold medal match if we get through England. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. So obviously, Keza, he came on and he said bronze. But then he changed his tune because he went home and his mother, mother Sue uh, actually clipped him around the ears. So Keza learned the hard that's way. Hey, Courtney, you're on the ground there. And we, we've heard lots about the mainstream athletes, the big names that we potentially know are going to get medals. Is there anyone else that you could maybe steer us into to be watching, watch the space, an athlete, uh, 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 a sport that we could probably watch and get a bit of an understanding of it. Well, the three-on-three basketballs here, and there, I can tell you what, after Ooh. seeing them yesterday, they're, they're full of vibes and a good time, that crew. Um, but I will say also the long <laughs> balls. I mean, they are so, such darling yeah. the long balls team, you know, and some of their our oldest competitors as well. Um, but some of them have been to the Com Games before, so that's that's a real heartwarming one. But I'll tell you what, if you if you're looking for a good time and a vibe, the three on three basketball crews, they are all about it. Hey, hey, <laughs> Court, just just talk us through the, um, I guess the, the the time the team came together and the the huckers for the. Were you there for the huckers when uh, Jolie uh, got announced 
to, to be the flag bearer. Did you see any of that? Yeah, I was right in the in the room. I can tell you what, it gave me goosebumps because they've known for a little while, but obviously everyone found out uh, last night here. And then it was quite emotional when they were both getting presented by the Governor-General with their flags and everything. And then all of a sudden, the whole New Zealand team, every athlete, every staff member that was wearing that fern last night, got up and mm. did the team hucket for them. And you could just feel the emotion in the room. It was like nothing I've ever seen before. And even like, you know, if you think of big Tom Waltz, he got emotional. He cried up there. And even he said an interview yeah. after, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, that kind of guy. But he said, it's an honour to be here, but also with Joey as well. Um, and I can tell you what, I've never experienced anything quite like that. And it was, awesome. a, it was an honour to be in the room. Oh man, it's been it's been awesome to watch, Courtney. We're going to let you go because uh, the opening ceremony is on right now, and we don't want to be the ones to make you miss it live. And you got to go watch replays. So we'll let you get back to it, Courtney Tidy. She is a Sky Sports presenter. She's doing Thank a great you. job over there, and we appreciate you coming on the show. All the best and no give worries. our hey, athletes. Before I go, before I go <laughs> yes. in a few weeks, I'll be at the USC in Paris for Bam Bam's fight, so give me a call then if you want. I'll give awesome. you some info oh. on the ground when I'm in Paris. Please, does Kai Fraz get it done? <laughs> Tell us. That's the one. He does. He does. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Like Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye, guys. Awesome. Courtney She's awesome, Tiny. mate. She's awesome. She's great. Yeah, she does yeah. an awesome job. She covers the UFC. She covers does a league. Well. She does a netball, does a league. Man, she's, she covers it all. Yeah, she's got now a, doing the Commonwealth Games. I know her dad, too. Awesome. He's a really good dude. Oh, Mano. Mano Tairi. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, man, Courtney's doing a fantastic job as a as a commentator in New Zealand. And just listening to the way she's talking about, she's having some fun over there, is he? How come you didn't get she's that one? How come you didn't get she's on that donut, mate? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless, mate. Too many good ones over there. Too many good ones doing a great job. So I'll just keep plugging away with you, my brother. I don't want to leave you. I'm leaving you next Saturday. I'm going to Fiji for a week. Sorry about that. But that's all right. I'm going to go check some sunshine. But, mate, now, nah, Courtney, she emceed. I first met her at car last year when she emceed the Hawks Bay Awards. I got um, inducted into the Hawks Bay Hall of Fame, as they say. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mate. met her for the first time, and she's an outstanding chick, man. She's she's cool. And my sister was actually there. She's a huge fan. She's like, is he? Is he? Can I, can I meet Courtney? Can I meet Courtney? I was like, go on then. Go meet her yourself. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I, Courtney, we go, uh, oh, we go drop all my sisters there, all on beers. And Courtney, um, and they're like, come on, take us to town. So I was driving sober, and I drove them in there. And anyway, Courtney jumped in, and they were all fangirling hard. So oh, <laughs> sorry to embarrass you, my sister. Hey, but, mate, did um, you hear from mate, your brother this morning from the Manly game? No, no, I haven't heard from him. Oh, he was make about sure to send you, make in a sure message the other me. day. But... Make sure you contact me when he sends you the text. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. I'll send it through. It won't be uh, Radio uh, Pacific because we uh, won't have to dump that one when he texts a message through. But he'll be listening, no doubt for sure. That was Courtney Tidy talking some uh, Commonwealth Games. Appreciate her going into the cube call. I'm pretty sure she was in the toilet. Could hear the toilet flushing in the background, so we appreciate that, <laughs> Courtney. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.